A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame. But I know, ba 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 da ba, it's my own fault. And boy, am I sad to see that great man disappear from us, Jimmy Buffett. The all-time creator of vacation music that will keep us all going for the rest of our time here. And while I didn't know Jimmy, I never interviewed him. I knew some of his band guys, but, um, you know, being from South Florida and being from Florida and Key West, and his music was just synonymous with everyday life. And may he rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett, and thank you for everything he did for music and uh, let us carry on his legacy. And this show is dedicated to him. And today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, we um, we have a great um, a great musician, Paul Wright, singer and cellist for our wonderful electro-folk duo based out of Boston, Tall Heights. Critically acclaimed, they've, um, they're on tour in September, uh, they, uh, they have been raved about by NPR Music, by Spin Magazine, by Stereogum, um, they've performed in Conan, Spirit Cold, uh, they had some great records, uh, Pretty Colors for Your Actions was wonderful, um, Juniors was wonderful, and they are just a great band, uh, so you guys should check them out. So we welcome Paul. He's in Oakland on on tour when, when he met up with us, and we talked a lot about the genesis of the band. We talked a lot about really interesting things, thought-provoking, creative discussions. So thanks to Paul for uh, joining us at uh, Tall Heights on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. If you're new to the show, head over to our website. we got a great newsletter every Friday, five new songs you got to know each week, right on our website. So uh, check it out. Anyway, here's Tall Heights on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Paul Wright. How's it going, Jamie? Look at you. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great, of course, for my audience of the wonderful electronic folk duo Tall Heights. Uh, I hear you're playing for some kids after this event. Uh, what is this unique show about? We are, yeah. Someone uh, reached out about a um, after-school community music program here in Oakland, and um, man, I, I wish we could do this kind of thing all the time. So when someone reaches out about it, we really try to make it happen. So we're just gonna um, zip over there before sound check and um, and play a few songs, talk to the kids, and yeah, I'm excited. I gotta tell you, Paul, that is something that I love about you and Ted. You know, you guys have played every iconic theater in North America, many of them this year, but you never stop doing stuff like this, of you, or you love to do house shows, for example. What is it about them, like house shows, or like, you know, intimate shows that, um, you know, at this point in your career, you could perfectly say, you know what, Tim, like, let's just kind of graduate, we don't need to do that anymore, but you still carve the time to do those, like, special intimate gatherings. Yeah, well, I think it's great for, for both so, well, I see. You got me. Yeah, it's it's great for us and it's great for fans. For us, it's a great reminder that, um, you know, big stages and be 
beautiful theaters and lights and great sound um, can do a lot to elevate a show. But um, fans also respond to something that's real and with them face to face and, and close up and personal. Um, and, and it reminds us that, that what we do uh, has power even in a backyard setting or not, you know, in the box theater like we are tonight. Um, so, so yeah, it really, it's not, it's not hard to, to, to do those backyard shows. I'm really looking forward to them even, even after what we're doing right now. That's so, so vastly different. I guess I'm wondering, I'm very kind of as we hope to catch here in Nashville. Um, but Paul, you know, let me ask you about, I mean, look, we all love you guys. I mean, Juniors is an album that just gets better with every listen. And like I said, like, hear it again. You know, man, that's, that new single you did with with also with Oshima Brothers, the main bass duo, that one is fantastic. But what I love about them is that not only could they be in any cool nightclub or lounge, but I feel like the songwriting is really intense. It's like it's like an incredible mixture that you guys did. There's themes of grief, of loss, but like you could perfectly dance to it in Ibiza, you know? When the songs are bangers like this, do you guys do I, I mean do you guys first come with the production? Or do you first come with like the intense like songwriting? Because it's a trite question, but it really applies for you guys. Yeah, I lost for a second, but I think I got the gist. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, it happens both ways, uh, and but I think most often it starts with a guitar and and a voice or a cello and a voice, and it's about the song first and foremost. And um, and certainly with some some songs you mentioned, Junior's Era and previous records, um, Pretty Colors for your actions in particular. Um, yeah, we were really excited about sort of bringing those intimate songs to, um, to a, yeah, whatever you want to call it, poppy or more electro, uh, production landscape. Yeah. And, um, a song like back to autumn, for example, uh, is about something really personal, you know, losing my grandfather and, uh, who is sort of a towering musical and, uh, you know, emotional figure in my life. Um, and yet, uh, you know, you listen to the production. Um, if you're not a lyrics oriented person, um, it might just sort of like be the soundtrack to your fall day as you're, uh, you know, sipping a, sipping a cold one or a latte. And, um, I, I don't mind that on, on one level. It's, uh, it's okay that, um, that message that's so personal to me can fly under the radar, but it's also really great to, to, to be direct and, um, and drive, your songwriting message home and production choices um, have a lot to do with that. And so the record we're, we're making now that we're just finishing up um, yeah, is much more in an organic landscape. And, um, and I think the songwriting uh, and the, the lyrics are really highlighted by, by those production choices. Yeah. I mean, I love the both choices that you guys do creatively. And um, let me go back to the beginning a little bit, Paul. I mean, You've told this story a million times, but for my audience, tell me when you were growing up in Sturbridge, Massachusetts, and you know you're hanging out with Tim's older brother, and then you kind of like meet Tim and you start kind of like vibing musically. How was that like? You know, like what an interesting kind of like relationship start there. Yeah. Uh, so Tim's older brother was my best bud. Yeah, and Tim was just kind of the little court hanging around and. Uh, and it wasn't until 
high school and years after that we started singing together a little bit but we had pretty different musical influences at the time and what really drew us to each other was just that we were each writing original music and we didn't really have anybody else around us who was doing that and we found sort of a, a bridge between what I was into and what he was into and um, initially that was really sort of like the cello was the initial link between us and then we started writing songs together and and our um, we sort of yeah honed something that um, that was exciting to both of us but uh, it was really sort of acting as each other's producer um, or songwriting um, yeah editor uh, that um, that got us excited we we didn't have anyone else in our life who could fit that role and we we were really inspired by the things the other person was offering on, on our songs yeah. yeah and you know you know during research a couple of days ago Paul you know me and my producer were listening to Spirit Cold and we were thinking about that song like when it exploded I mean it premiered on the Wall Street Journal I kind of it was kind of everywhere it was and it was only like you know seven years ago or so well it was seven years ago yeah. but I guess I guess the question Paul is why do you think that song had, had such re resonance? And, and I, I think my theory is it's got that message that, you know, that the world is bleak and there's negativity everywhere, but there's light if you look at it carefully. Do you think yeah. that that song just endures with everybody? Because it's a banger and it's like your, your most popular song still. I think I think you're on something there. Yeah, to me, it um, it's so clear um, from the first couple of seconds how you're meant to feel and, and uh, what what the broader message is even if you're not someone who listens to lyrics or if you only catch that first lyric of how do I wake my spirit cold it's sort of it's all right there up front um, and I think yeah that's a kind of like accessibility that um, you can't really replicate it it happens and it's a it's a bit of magic and it's just uh it's just a, an amazing thing to see so many people cat you know engage with it and, and make it their own okay. i know you got a lot going on paul and you gotta and you gotta go to the kids so let me just uh, steal a couple more minutes of you okay. when you're opening for this great acts like i mean you're opening for bed falls you're opening for larkin poe fantastic they're, they're absolutely setting the world on fire lone bellow friends here uh, from nashville all of them you know is that as an artist, th that's going to be like super cool, right? That you can just kind of like get out of your green room, catch a couple songs and like kind of like be inspired. Like that's going to be like one of the coolest things about enjoying friends, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Getting to to watch others do their thing and take notes and, and learn. Um, absolutely. With with Fold, it's a different beast because we're opening and then we're playing with him. So we're uh, we're watching him do his thing from, from stage and trying to keep up. Um but yeah, so much love for for those Lone Bellow folks and uh, and yeah, Larkin Pope, super yeah, talented. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was saying to someone the other day, there's you know there's not there aren't a lot of opp direct opportunities to be mentored in the music biz. You know, you like you get the opportunities you get, and and you try to make the most of them. And we feel so lucky to have someone like Folds. Um, to, yeah. to learn from because he's got so much to teach us. I love it, Paul. Let me leave you with this. I mean, your music takes a lot of risks and I love that. And I think that, you know, a lot of artists that are like in the same trajectory as you guys, 
you know, they kind of like, there's a place where they find some success and they kind of like hold it like conservative. They're like, this kind of works. You guys don't have like, don't have two records the same. Where does that come from, Paul? Like, where does that risk taking creative come from? Like, did it come from your influences? Like, what is it about you and Tim that you're just like, you know what? This worked that, you know, four years ago. Let's completely go in this direction this time. Like, that is so cool and, and, and awesome. Like, where did that, that come from? Thanks. Yeah, I, I know Tim would say it never even occurred to him to to make a follow-up record that sounded like the last one. And I, I think we both grew up listening to music, um, to artists that, uh, that took those kinds of risks and, and brought you somewhere else with, with the next record. And, um, and maybe that doesn't make for the easiest first listen. Cause you're, you're, uh, I'll just, you know, yeah, you get surprised. Sure. yeah. But, um, but ultimately yeah, I think part of, um, part of the, the onus of being an artist and, and a creator is to keep pushing. And, and we've always found, um, the most inspiration and and the most sort of uh you know i don't even say success but but engagement with with folks by pushing ourselves to try something new and um thanks for noticing that and uh we just want to keep doing that just keep forging new territories the way that we stay excited well i love what you guys are doing man thank you for your time go kick some ass go kick some ass at the fox theater and we we look forward to catching you later this year paul thank you so much for your time Thanks, Jamie. All right. Sounds good. Take care. You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.